On to NURFM 10 past one and it is time to talk travel. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And Sally, it's always good to catch a train. It's such a nice way to look at the countryside. Some are even more special than others. Exactly. And we're going to South Africa today. Uh, the blue train is synonymous really with a wonderful train journey that's been around for quite some time now. And it's quite a luxurious train. And of course, it, it's like a, if you like, a moving five star hotel. You know, so it's really? it, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just synonymous with the ultimate in luxury and personal service, and um, so it's a wonderful thing to do if you've got the time. And it operates the original route, and it still does this route, of course, is between Pretoria, which is the capital, down to Cape Town in the south. Now it's a twenty-seven hour journey of sixteen hundred kilometres or nine hundred ninety-four miles, and it goes through some of the most wonderful, diverse, and spectacular scenery uh, that, that you can get really on the African subcontinent. So on the southbound trip you depart Pretoria about oh, 9 in the morning and you get in a bit, about 12-ish the next day into Cape Town and en route you stop and do an excursion in Kimberley where you sort of step back in time to the days of the gold rush which the Kimberley was, area there was quite famous for. Um, on the northbound train though they, they stop somewhere different so you actually um, you leave Cape Town about the same time and get into Pretoria about 12.30 and it stops at a place called Machisfontein and it's a, an off the train excursion again there and apparently this is a, a really quite quaint old township with Victorian buildings and original 19th century London lampposts and all sorts of interesting things and it's an area where of course they, um, they, they you'd step back in time actually and they call it like an oasis suspended in a different age and you have a sherry at a wine bar and all sorts of really interesting things as well but to give people an idea the actual train itself um, they, they've got suites which are very well well fitted out and you've got a couple of dining cars um, beautiful food is served on board it's not a, an exceptionally fast train like we're talking about in in you know Japan and, and Europe um, the first the train accommodates 74 guests in 37 suites and the second train has 58 guests in 29 suites and also there's observation cars at the rear of the train now they travel at a speed of about 90 kilometers an hour so that's not all that fast these days um, but I mean it lets you see the scenery because if anyone's been on the TGV it's a blur. <laughs> the train goes so fast. So you're not going for the scenery, really. I mean, you do see smidgens of it once they slow down for stations and once you depart from stations. But this way, you are getting a nice leisurely journey through the wonderful African hinterland, and it is fantastic. Um, now, the car itself, uh, they serve things. They have wines, hors d'oeuvres, you know, South African wines, beautiful meals, lovely facilities on board. Um, you have TV screens in the club car and also, um, in the suites, you can have you have TV channels in your suites as well, and a cell communication telephone is in each suite. Um, a central intercom service. You have staff at service of your cabin. It's just a beautiful way to experience part of South Africa if you have never done it. So, if you haven't, I'd say it's definitely worthwhile recommending. And even at the moment, if you get in like everyone else in the world seems to have at the moment, there are some early bird offers subject to availability on that as well for next year. So, just to keep that. In in mind. And just another little extra, Jane, if I just throw this one in, as I was just reading about the other day, Emirates are now introducing their 29th route into Europe, and it's into Dublin.
so to keep the Irish happy and the Irish of us and so that is fantastic so you're not having to connect through the UK or anywhere else to get yourself to Dublin so there are a few airlines now operating a, a direct service so that's good to know that Emirates is doing that now and that starts in January next year so that's something to consider if you're wanting to duck into Dublin and then you can always just get a charter flight back to the UK or Scotland if that's where you're going or a ferry and then get your Emirates flight home again out of England or Scotland so yeah it's just another nice way of doing things and another option for travellers out there who are wanting to duck into Ireland and why not such a friendly race of people and they love to share a pint with you in their pubs and just a, a lovely very friendly place to go as well Ireland so just consider that one as well as considering the blue train. And we're talking travel. Sally Lucas there's so many different types of cruising you can do now and you've got a really interesting mixture for us now. Well I think this is an interesting mixture actually it's it's sort of two cruises back to back is what this is so it's you're not it's coming starting from Dover coming back to Dover but you've, you've sort of linked the two itineraries together and made it into a fly cruise package from Australia and the company's Fred Olson Cruise Lines which has been around for a long time and they mainly do the the Baltic in that area but they do do the Mediterranean as well so you're getting flights with Singapore Airlines, which is always good value for money, of course, a wonderful airline to fly with. You're getting a couple of nights in London and you get transfers down to Dover. Then you do 44 nights of cruising. Um, so you're starting from Dover and you go into Kiel in Germany to Tallinn in Estonia, St. Petersburg in Russia, and you actually have two days there. So time to explore Helsinki and Turku in Finland, Copenhagen in Denmark, Christiansen in Norway, then back to Dover. Okay, and then you have a, a couple of day layover again there, but you stay on board, so you sort of refresh and maybe rewash a few things or catch up, and then you head south and you go down into Spain, um, into Cagliari in Sardinia, Naples, Palermo in Sicily, and then you go down to Algiers. Um, back up to Lisbon, to Dover. And then from Dover, you actually go again north up to the Faroe Islands, to Reykjavik in Iceland, to Nanortalik, I'm hoping pronouncing that correctly, in Greenland. The next two, Jane, I honestly, I apologise to anyone who is from Greenland and they can probably rectify my pronunciation, but it's, well, I'll say it the way it looks. Nasa Suak and Kwak. Talk. Wow. And then they come back to, to Dover and of course you end up with airfares to come home and also if you're, because you're flying with Singapore Airlines, they have an offer at the moment that um, if you book a stopover with Singapore Airlines, you only have to pay a dollar per night per person for a stopover. That's at using probably one of their more three-star properties a bit further out. You can upgrade to other properties as well. So that is just quite an amazing 49-night fly cruise itinerary. It's in June next year and 21 June and you must book by 30 November this year to take part of that particular package. But I just thought, wow, for someone who really enjoys cruising, what a fascinating lot of ports of call and itineraries you're going, you know, you're going to cover. It's quite remarkable. So, and it's, at least it's in summer. It's June, you know, so a little bit cooler, of course, to the north, but I'm sure you'll be able to manage to pack. And at least once you're on board the ship, as we always say, it's an unpack once situation, which makes it a lot easier. A mm, lot of different destinations in that one. Oh, isn't it? Unbelievable. And for those who don't have 49 nights, we, talked a lot about river cruising lately 
Jane, I know, and most countries are introducing river cruising these. I think we've gone through all those countries before, but of course, multiple countries in Europe, as we know, South America with the Amazon, Canada, you know, Egypt, America, of course, with the Mississippi introducing its cruises again, Australia even, we've got our own on the Murray, etc. Um, so, but this one is in the Douro River, the Douro Valley of Portugal, which is just beautiful. And I was in Porto earlier this year, which is where this cruise starts from. What a magnificent old, sort of ancient village perched above the river it is it's quite quite amazing so if you're wanting to do something a little different and and i have had a client do this and she said it was absolutely fantastic and some of the areas you're going through this duro valley you've got this wonderful mountain steeping down you know to the river with again your vineyards and so on more famous for its fortified wines and ports and sherries and so on but you actually cruise in as far as salamanca and that is a nice little eight-day cruise so something that's really different if you're in that spain and portugal area would be certainly worthwhile doing. You'll visit some absolutely magnificent scenery. Cruising in Portugal. Yes, so different ways of cruising, Jane. And can I just mention with rail, before we just finish this segment today, that it really is becoming a revolution in France now, the advent of high-speed rail. And it is, of course, going into other countries as well. And more and more people are taking advantage of this, as we've said before, the no checking in early, the, you know, the no security checks like at airports, no queues, no waiting, comfortable seating. And it's growing at a, an Im- immense rate of knots as how many, they're supposed to triple the uh, TGV network in the next 30 years, they're saying. So that's quite remarkable to triple it. So you're going to have fast rail, they're going to have Atlantic high speed lines, you're going to have all sorts of high speed lines. And of course, as we said before, Italy and Spain are coming in on this as well, and some of the Eastern Bloc countries. So just keep an eye on that space, you'll be able to get incredibly fast rail journeys each year it's progressing and increasing to just about anywhere in Europe. So just something to remember as well if you're travelling in Europe and don't want to always fly. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. That's Talking Travel for today and we'll be back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM. We'll be talking more travel.